What is up, ladies and gentlemen, and let me welcome you to episode 39 of the Catch-Up Podcast, the Nerdwork.net's uh, bi-weekly gaming show. As always, I'm your host, Gerardo, and oh my goodness, this is number 39 already. Can <laughs> you believe it? It's about to be 40 episodes since we started this, and I know I, I know we said before that we were going to try and shoot to do one episode a month uh, as a video, but we decided to postpone this one because since next week is the big 4-0, uh, we want to do that one as a video make it make it like a special and uh it'll somewhat coincide with the one year anniversary of the podcast uh since its initial launch so for that one you know i want to have some more um return guests maybe uh a new person uh so to get a fresh perspective on stuff but anyway more on that later if you're listening to this on the date post it is monday march 14th um and you know i like mentioning random holidays that fall on the day these posts uh so today it's a pie day which is uh, 3.14 well pie pie not like sweet delicious apple pie but pi as in the symbol used in math you know to represent the ratio of a circle circumference to its diameter uh, but unless you're still in middle school or taking a math class probably haven't uh, heard about this since uh, but it's also uh, another weird holiday that uh, falls on this date is a uh, learn about butterflies day so i looked up some uh some uh fun facts i don't know how fun they are but they're facts uh, about uh, butterflies, and I found two of them. So one, uh, we taste with our tongue, but did you know how butterflies taste? They use their feet to taste. Sounds interesting, right? I mean, <laughs> I would hate to taste whatever I'm stepping on, especially uh, especially when you're in a public bathroom. That's uh, uh, pretty disgusting. Yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to taste that. And number two, if the body temperature of the butterfly goes below 86 degrees, they can't fly. So if they get cold, they can't work. That's kind of how I am every Monday morning. I don't want to get out of bed if it's uh, if I'm nice and toasty. And uh, yeah, I can relate, butterflies. I can relate. All right, and so what have I been watching, reading, playing? Uh, I recently, uh, myself and uh, Luis, we watched uh, uh, Clo- 10 Cloverfield Lane last week, the uh, day before it officially came out. And I mean, I'll talk about it for a, for a minute. I without going too much into spoilers, if you're going in thinking it's a direct sequel to... Uh, the Cloverfield movie that came out a few years ago, it's not really. Uh, again, I, I can't really explain too much without uh, giving any spoilers, but I mean, it's an awesome movie. It's uh, Dan Trachtenberg's for, uh, directorial debut. If you are familiar with this old uh, podcast uh, show called uh, TRS, Totally Rad Show, or if you remember, there was a a, ta- uh, a Portal short, live action uh, short called uh, Portal No Escape. He directed that one. Uh, it, the movie is pretty, is, uh, is awesome. I mean, it has some great actors in it. John Goodman, uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, and again, I don't know the other guy's name, but he was really good in it too. But, uh, suppose, I mean, pretty much the gist of it is, uh, there's a post-apocalyptic event. They're, uh, they're for, uh, forced on the ground and they're surviving. And, you know, what's crazy is that you think you got it figured out and you think, okay, this is, must be what's happening. And then, the next scene pretty much disproves all that. So you're pretty much left guessing the whole time. It's very suspenseful. If you're a fan of movies like Misery or it's it's a cool movie. I mean, definitely check it out. It's been getting very good reviews. It took me a while. I mean, I kind of think about it for a while to decide if I liked it or not. And, you know, I talked to Luis uh, with like some of the things that kind of bothered me. But uh, besides that, you know, it's a cool movie. Definitely give it a try. Check it out. And after uh, listening to a podcast recently, the Nerdist podcast uh, that had J.J. Abrams and Dad Trachtenberg on there, they were talking about how they want to use uh, Cloverfield as a platform, kind of like as a, to build a universe of movies that will be not direct sequels, but connected. Just think of something like The Twilight Zone. 
so that kind of makes sense. But again, what bothered me the most is that they're using the Cloverfield name, and it's not a direct sequel. But I mean, I'm sure they know what they're doing. And if this is the first entry, one of the first entries into that Universal building, uh, it's a good ride. Again, uh, check it out. As far as video games, uh, I've been playing uh, Street Fighter V. Uh, I'm still kind of learning the characters. So far, I mean, well, the only character that carried over that I used from Street Fighter 4 was Ryu. My main uh, character in Street Fighter 4 was Abel, and unfortunately he didn't make the trip. And I'm also starting to learn how to use uh, the character Karin. And it's, it's a little bit tough since they don't have like the practice mode like they did in the old one to practice. Uh, the combos, you know, you kind of just left to do it on your own. So I'm still messing around and fiddling around and see uh, see who I'm most comfortable with so far. Also, I barely started the division. I opened and installed it on the day it launched. I got the gold edition, so I'm gonna have you know all the, the DLC coming out in the future. But I've just been like very very busy the last week and I haven't even been able to squeeze in any time to play. I was gonna try and play it tonight, and uh, this is as of right now it's a Sunday like 10:30 p.m. And since I, I work tomorrow, I don't think I'm gonna be able to. So hopefully I can uh, try and get some gaming in. Uh, some sessions in uh, earlier sometime this week. Uh, I recently picked up Hitman Go on the Vita. So Hitman Go is, you know, if you know the game Hitman, you know it's all about assassination and learning patterns and such. And this one's kind of set up in a way where it looks like a board game. So it has this isometric 3D top-down view, and all kind of looks like a board game. So all your characters are these little um little figures, kind of you would see on a board game, and you kind of have to follow patterns. They're on tiles. So the way it works is that when you move, the other characters move. You have to, you know, get from your start point to your target without being seen. And they still have stuff like, you know, distracting the guards where you throw like a rock and they follow it. But it has a it's a really interesting setup. Uh, definitely check it out. It just came out recently. It's cross buy. So if uh, you buy it on the PS4, it's also playable on the Vita and your saves will transfer. So you can play it on the go or at home. So that's a that's pretty cool. Uh, one game I do want to definitely check out again. I've mentioned before how I want to start getting playing more indie games. As a game called Foul Play, it's uh, it was mentioned on the PS I Love You XOXO uh, podcast. Uh, Greg and Colin are playing it, so basically it's like a side scrolling beat 'em up, but the whole game is like a stage play. So when you beat up a character, they don't just fall and die; they fall and they kind of crawl off screen, how you would see them in a live play. That's very interesting uh, mechanic. Uh, I saw some gameplay of it. it. Looks hilarious. I definitely want to check it out. It was only like ten bucks, so I def- uh, I do want to jump on that. And I'll let you guys know next time for the next episodes. Here, um, see what my impressions are. And of course, for up- upcoming movies, uh, Batman v Superman that's coming out a week from this Friday. Very much looking forward to that. Uh, Nerder Crew and myself are going to be checking that out opening night on Friday, and the following day, which is Saturday the twenty sixth. Uh, Myself and two other friends, we're going to be at WonderCon in L.A. So if you're going to be in the area, or if you're going to be attending, we're going to be there on Saturday. If you can say what's up. Uh, we also started a Snapchat for the site. Uh, it, just look us up. at the uh, it's We're under the Nerdwork, T-H-E-N-E-R-D-W-O-R-K. We're sharing it. We're, we're all sharing that account. So we have a new writer that's from the East Coast. She was recently at a, a Star Wars event where they had a lot of the costumes from the movie. And she took some really awesome videos. And so I'll be signing into the account when I'm at WonderCon so you can kind of show you what I'm seeing over there and follow along. And uh, as always, follow us on Twitter at NerdWorkTweets on Instagram. The NerdWork will be posting stuff definitely on there. All right. So, yeah, that's it for what I'm up to as of right now. And next up is The Week in Games. My body is ready. My body is ready. My body is ready.
All right, since it is just me to, uh, on this episode this week, it's going to be kind of short. So I'll just go over some of the big news items uh, from uh, that just happened recently. So uh, first up, big one is Uncharted 4 Thief's End has been delayed. Uh, SEA uh, CEO and President Sean Layden posted this on a PlayStation blog. Uh, he says, as you know, Naughty Dog is wrapping up production on Uncharted 4 with the game on track to go gold and to production later this month in an effort to meet the considerable worldwide demand. And to ensure that all gamers worldwide had the opportunity to play the game on day one, we have chosen to postpone the launch of the game by two weeks to allow for extra manufacturing time. Therefore, Uncharted 4 Thieves End has a new worldwide, worldwide release of May 10th, 2016. So, it, it is another delay, unfortunately. But it's not long, it's only two weeks. One thing that is kind of, um, I don't know, it's kind of weird. Uh, he says that the game should be going gold by the end of the month, which is make it what late March. So that means it's going to take them a full month, a little over a full month to manufacture the games and get enough out there. Usually when the game goes gold, it's uh, I've heard read about games going gold the week before they release and they have more than enough time to get them. Uh, well, go gold, uh, if you don't know, is just pretty much that's when the game's actually done and it's ready to go into production. Uh, but for this one, it's taking about a month, month and a half to go from uh, from being completely done to getting uh, printed, put on Blu-ray, packaged, and shipped to, to stores. So I'm thinking maybe that's they're just using it as a cover-up to use. A, I mean, to finish to finish the game. Which I mean, it's not bad. It's just that I guess Donkey Dog didn't want to come out and them directly say to us, "Hey, we need a little bit more time." They had the uh, SEA president come out and say, "Hey, guys." It's going to take a little, just a little bit longer, but, you know, we're still on track. So, I mean, it kind of sucks that it was delayed from last fall to this spring, then delayed another, like, a couple of weeks, and now two more weeks. So, fortunately, it's not too late. I, I was able to get into the, well, I mean, it was open, so not not that I was able to. Uh, the public beta, I think it was last weekend or the weekend before that, and it was a lot of fun. It ran really smooth. The gameplay was a lot of fun. It's not as, I mean, the game itself is a little bit more serious as far as, like, you know the content but the multiplayer has like um like perks stuff you can call in you can call in backup uh whole more like like moves that have to do with supernatural but it's really cool uh, i enjoyed it a lot it's uh it's gonna be fun to get into and once we're done with uh with the story because i mean once you're done with the story that's pretty much it there's only really want to replay once or twice if you're going to you know try and platinum it or get the rest of the trophies but you know the multiplayer was pretty fun i'm looking forward to it all right, uh, next bit of news. Uh, details on PS4's 3.5 software update beta, Konei Musashi. Uh, if you remember, I think on the was on the PS2, there was a game called uh, Brave Fencer Musashi, so I'm guessing they named it after that. So pretty much what's going on is that sometimes before a full uh, software update comes out, they'll release a beta for it so people will be able to sign up. You know, try it out before it's officially out. The only thing is, I mean, I never want to sign up for that because you can't really trust it. It's been known. I mean, it's not doesn't happen all the time but it has been known to you know break people's systems and when you sign up for that stuff you're kind of waving your i mean you're pretty much just saying hey i understand stuff might happen and i definitely don't want to be uh be testing it out and have my console you know just crap out on me but anyway so here's uh, some of the updates that are going to be added to the next uh, 3.5 update so first one is friend online notification finally finally be able to see when your friends are coming online something Xbox has been well do since the 360. And next one is appear offline. So sometimes, you know, you just want to, you want to be signed online for games like the division or destiny stuff that enable that requires an online connection, but you want to, you know, just play by yourself and not be 
bombarded with a game request or so on. So that's going to be uh, available whenever it comes out. Uh, this is a really cool one, user schedule events. So this is going to be the ability to schedule a future gameplay session with your friends on the console. So you can say, hey, you know, let's uh, agree that on Thursday at 8 p.m. we're going to get on and play, uh, play some Division. So you'll have a set date and, you know, I guess they're going to do like reminders so you know that that's coming up. That's a cool feature, you know, makes it a little bit easier to, you know, um, to set up game times uh, with people and friends. Uh, another one is called Play Together. I'm not really sure what this one does, but this is what the description says. This feature allows all members of a party to see what each person is playing so you can easily join a friend's game or start a new game together. Uh, I guess it may, it's kind of like, um, I guess you can kind of observe your friend's game. Is that what they're saying? I'm not too sure how to read up on that. Um, the other really cool one is remote play. So if you're familiar with the Vita's remote play function, it allows you to, over an internet connection, uh, play your PS4 through your Vita. But with this one, it's gonna they're bringing PS4 remote play to Windows PCs and Macs. Uh, this feature won't be able, available to test in the beta, but it'll be available once it's the actual release is out. So this is gonna be a very awesome feature. Imagine just being away from console, away from home. And uh, I'm guessing you'll be able to just use your controller via a wired connection, maybe through a Bluetooth connection, and you play the PS4 through your computer. Imagine how much time is going to be spent at work. People that have access to computers at work will be playing their PS4. This is uh, this is pretty great. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, bathroom sessions are about to get a lot longer, I guarantee you. And the other feature that's getting added is uh, access to Daily Motion, which will let you live stream directly to Daily Motion on PS4. So if you're unfamiliar, it's kind of like another YouTube or another streaming service. Uh, so now you'll be able to um, stream directly to Twitch, to YouTube, and now Daily Motion. Uh, what do you think of the features? You know, what features would have you liked to have seen added? For me, the big one was uh, friend notification. So I mean, it sucks that I never can never tell one of my friends sign on online. Sometimes I wouldn't want to back out of my game to see if they signed in. So I just go to the PS4 app on my phone and just see if they signed on. Uh, other than that, I mean, it has most of the stuff I want, I, I would want on the console. Again, that was the biggest, my biggest concern of it, that it was missing um, online notifications. But if, you, if there's anything you think that they should have added, you know, let us know in the comments. Uh, next bit of news, No Man's Sky has release dates coming out uh, June 24th. It will be having a full retail release on Blu-ray. Uh, there was a press event recently where uh, journalists were from various outlets came on to do interviews with uh, Hello Games' Sean Murray. Uh, one of the oh, one of the interviews I watched was I mean one of the big things that this game was thought was gonna have is uh, PSVR functionality, uh, which you know was always kind of kept secretive. It, I mean not really secretive; it was never confirmed. But a lot of a lot of journalists were saying you know this is kind of the game that you would want to be feature your uh, PSVR, and especially they were gonna want to have like you know uh, a killer app for the for the new headset, which they're gonna be pushing as. A new console in a way you know you're gonna want to have something good at launch that's gonna get people uh people interested so uh, when he was asked uh sean murray was asked if it was going to be functional he says to sum it up he says it'd be cool but we're a small team and we're focused on finishing the game which is understandable you know hell games is very small they have had a lot of obstacles uh, a couple of years ago uh, i think around around the holidays i think their offices were like flooded and a lot of the servers that had uh, the game assets and stuff got ruined and got lost. But, I mean, it sounds like... I mean, obviously, they were able to recover that since, you know, the game is close to release. I mean, yeah, it's true. They are a small team. And, you know, as far as VR functionality, you know, I'd imagine that's something that they'd either look into 
you know, post the game going gold. And I'm sure, you know, Sony's going to handle it, you know, have a hand in it there. I mean, I mean, it's kind of weird how Sony is putting so much support behind this game. They're not a first party company is not a PlayStation exclusive. It's also coming out for PC. So, I mean, there has to be some, there's going to be some connection to PSVR. I'm sure they're just probably looking into ways to incorporate it in a way where it's going to work, where it's going to make sense. You don't want it just shoehorned on there. And, you know, kind of, kind of, kind of the, what the, we suffered where a lot of games just, uh, had uh, features, uh, you know, shoveled in to make it work with the waggle, waggle controls of the Wii remote or same with the Vita. A lot of games that had some unnecessary input, input mechanics as far as, you know, swipe on a screen or using the back touchpad. So if they make it work, hopefully they make it feel like it's supposed to be compatible with each other. And regarding, uh, PSVR next week, well, which is not technically this week. Uh, the GDC is happening this week, the Game Developers Conference. And on Tuesday, the 15th, Sony's um, having a press conference that they're going to reveal, I guess, more info regarding PSVR. And then this one is speculated to have for them to finally release, you know, a release date, a price point. What the consensus seems to be happening is that they were kind of hold, fall, like, falling back and waiting for you know, um, Oculus and the HTC Vive and all these other VR headsets to release their price and see what they're going to be going up against. And most of these are coming out between the, you know, over $600 price range, not taking into account, you know, the uh, computer powerful enough to run this, uh, this new hardware. So if Sony ends up coming out, I mean, right now the projected cost of it is, I mean, taking into account that I believe it was Shuhei Yoshida said, that this is going to be kind of released as targeted as a new console, and that was already um, what like four hundred bucks for for the PS4 when it first launched. So yeah, imagine it's coming out between the three three hundred three fifty four hundred dollar price range, and your hardware will already be powerful enough to run it. I mean, obviously it's not going to be pushing hardware as par you know as uh, graphically intensive as the higher end machines uh, will be able to run it, but you know. Picking up the PSVR uh, and having a PS4, you're set to go right out of the box. No other stuff necessary. So we'll know by the next podcast. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, touch up on that. We'll talk about it. See uh, see what our impressions are. If any of us are planning on picking it up. And that'll be on episode 40. And obviously the next thing Sony's going to have to try and do is. I mean, you're not going to be able to get people to buy your hardware without actually getting it into their hands. So what you're going to like you're going to have to do is, you know, set up kiosks or you know demo stations at retail locations to get people i mean you can't really describe what vr feels like or what it uh, how it is to experience it you actually have to experience it for yourself so i'm sure sony's going to be looking into that for sure to get a you know get people in ties and as always with most new hardware the first iteration is always going to be the hardcore fans or the early adopters and uh with most uh, with a lot of uh hardware a lot of people just wait for you know version two uh Get it, you know, maybe at a lower price point with uh, some improvements. Uh, so we'll see. I mean, that's still a while away, but you know, we'll see. So next bit of news is Mass Effect Andromeda delayed. So uh, Mass Effect Four, which is actually called Mass Effect Andromeda, has been delayed and now released in 2017. Um, so originally had a release window of holiday 2016, and according to EA CFO uh, Blake Jorgensen, the new Mass Effect is going to be available in the fourth quarter, which for them runs from January to March 2017. Which, you know, kind of makes sense. I I think Mass Effect... Well, I know for sure Mass Effect... I don't know when 1 came out, but 2 and 3 came out with like around the beginning of the year. 
So it'll kind of still follow that same uh, same pattern of release. Um, but he went on to say that in quarter three, which is uh, it runs from, as I think, um, the fall fall to the holiday uh, holiday months, uh, we're going to see Titanfall 2 and the next Battlefield game uh, be on pace for the end of the year. And uh, yeah, more on that Battlefield game. I don't know if it's true or not, but and I, I think we talked about it last time. One of the... Well, there was a leak, not a leak, but like a, a rumor that it's going to take place during World War One. So, yeah, we're going back. It looks like we may be going back to uh, an older setting. All of these games are it went from present day, like Modern Warfare and Bat- Battlefield Bad Company, to, you know, more futuristic settings like in Black Ops 2 and Black Ops 3 and Advanced Warfare and so on, Battlefield 4. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see what uh, how they're able to pull off, you know, a, a Battlefield game in that in that era, uh, taking into account, you know, the weapons and the... Uh, the vehicles of the time, which is something, you know, Battlefield does focus on over uh, Call of Duty. There's a lot of vehicle warfare, air, um, you know, uh, on land and uh, sea and air. And again, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they can do with a, with a setting during the Great War. Uh, but yeah, no, back to Mass Effect. Yeah, I finished number one and two. I'm, I mean, this was like when it came out. I got Mass Effect 3 when it, when it first launched. I, I got maybe 20 hours in. Stuff came up. I just never went back to finish it. And I've been meaning to go back and finish it. I've talked about it before. It's one of the my biggest submissions in my backlog of games I haven't finished. And it's going to suck if they end up releasing like a remastered edition that's going to have all three. And I was playing those on Xbox. And now that I'm primarily playing on a PS4, I mean, uh, yeah, trophies and such aren't really a big deal. But it'd be cool if they allowed, uh, gave you a way of transferring game saves from last gen on a different console to a newer one. I mean, I definitely... I, I think I would double dip and uh, repurchase it again if they were to offer a, a remastered edition. But we'll see. Maybe during E3. Uh, well, maybe not during E3 because if you heard, uh, them, uh, EA and Activision have, uh, don't aren't going to have a presence on the show floor. They're doing their own offsite events. But what's really cool is that's going to be open to the audience. So if I'm not able to get into E3, I think I'm going to try and take the day off and uh, check out their installations, see what they're going to be offering, and see what I can get my hands on and check out. So we'll know more about that by uh, before three, which will be around uh, mid to early June. Mid to early June. All right, so that does it for this episode's uh, game news uh, during the week. Uh, again, as always, if there's any specific topics you want us to talk about uh, for the next group group episode, always hit, you can always hit us up on our social accounts, which I'll I'll mention again at the end. And next up is the bonus stage. All right, bonus stage. So for this week, I mean, I don't really have a, usually we try to post like, you know, a fun game or or something, but, uh, questions I post to our social accounts and, uh, you know, get feedback. And uh, I'm going to do what I've done before. Sometimes I'll put like a piece of music or something that I'm into or that I like. And I, it, we haven't done one in a while, but sometimes on Thursdays we do what's called a Nerdy Tunes Thursday. We'll do like a profile or highlight on an artist or a piece of music that's relevant to our interests. And so look out for this Thursday. We're going to be doing one for um, the Nerdcore. I think, I'm not sure. <laughs> the thing is I have to go back and check if I didn't do one already. But for um, uh, Mega Ran. So if you guys are familiar with Mega Ran, Mega Ran, he's a he's an American underground rapper, chiptune DJ, record producer. He's associated with the genre known as Nerdcore. This is from Wikipedia. So obviously, this, I don't know. It's the top of my head. But no, yeah. he He's known for taking like um, licensed music from Mega Man and from different video games, adding his own lyrics to it. And it's pretty great. He went... He even went as far as getting the actual blessing from Capcom. So all the music he's using uh, from Mega Man is legit. You know, he doesn't have to worry about Capcom coming and saying, hey, 
stop that. Uh, it's pretty awesome. So recently, he, not too long ago, he was on a guest on uh, on the kind of funny games cast, and he he had also been on Beyond a while back. And uh, he, one of my as I, I talked about it before, but one of my favorite game soundtracks uh, are come from the Mega Man games. They're just so great. They had very little to work with. They only had bleeps and bloops, and they had to make it into this no memorable music that just uh, is just so catchy, so awesome. That's why I think a lot of people. His favorite music uh, come from you know the 8-bit era because it was so iconic it's so i mean it, there's they have only maybe like a few minutes long but they loop you don't even know it just in the background it just works so one of my favorite songs from Mega Man 2 is a dr wiley stage and he took he did the song using that beat using the the, the music from that made it into a beat and made a song that kind of talks about you know dr light and uh, dr wiley and it's pretty it's pretty dang on Sorry to use that kind of language. Pretty awesome. So I'm going to post it now. Enjoy it. If you like it, definitely check him out on Twitter. You can check out his music on, on uh, Apple Music, on Spotify, and your music service of choice. So I check it out. Here is Mega Man with the Dr. Wiley theme stage song. One of the smartest in the world. Amazing advancements within the fields of robotics. Money was no object, but he never felt the need to make a profit with projects. Had a best friend, Dr. Light, they could have changed the world if they stayed together. Friendly competition during the middle rivalry, and one day it changed forever. While he felt he'd done enough, but no matter how good he was, he was always runner-up. Got sick of second place, felt like it was Wiley's turn to start coming up. The school held a contest, the show of technology and chart our progress. Wally and Light collaborated, but like all the accolades, wild press, I guess. Wally had enough of that, started acting up, so we packed the stuff, and though his act was tough, we weren't buying it. This how he became a mad scientist. Mike wins some, but he just lost one. Light kept building, awards got won. A table for one, just not fun, so he built the robot to call his son. Rock, named for his love for music. Lab assistant, who fetched his toolkits. Teenage boy, clumsy, clueless, but always amusing. That was the blueprint, then what rock to live all alone. So he built a sister robot named Roll. Wife was grand, but little did they know that Wally was coming back for everything he was owed. I was beat, I was played, I was lied to. Unappreciated for all the good I do. It told me chill and I tried to. Now it's all about survival, crushing my rivals. I'm taking over, nothing can stop me. I'm taking over, nothing can stop me. Stop Wiley, do not try me. Stop Wiley, do not try me. I was beat, I was played, I was lied to. Unappreciated for all the good I do. It told me chill and I tried to. Now it's all about survival, crushing my rivals. I'm taking over, nothing can stop me. All was well in the city of robots Peace and love, no shots, no cops So guess who came back to the block And when danger comes, it's likely that I won't knock Broke in the lab, like a repo man Left all the robots reprogrammed Duck man, ice man, elect man, gust man, fire man Rock and roll, keep those man Sack mad chips like the Ritos man Put the huge forges, unleash those am Huge spikes, robots, direct the town And if you wanna stop them, you gotta bow down Now, our worst fears came to light At worst, everybody's blaming light Now Doc has one robot left that's rockin' that dude ain't even trained to fight All world domination, he's hell-bent So he gives him a blue suit and helmet Tells Rock, don't kill if you can help it Can't believe his old friend's so selfish Mass destruction, his only objective If only he had known he respected him 
Maybe he wouldn't act so reckless I guess it's all a matter of perspective But we can't let him win this fight Time to get a grip, thoughts get sliced Rock has Wiley in his sights But he can't bring himself to end his life So they lock the doc in the cage Where they think he'll spend the rest of his days But I heard the other day he escaped And I bet he's right back to his evil ways I was beat, I was played, I was lied to Unappreciated for all the good I do They told me chill and I tried to Now it's all about survival, crushing my rivals Taking over, no